Hi everyone, my name's uh, Jonathan Duckworth and uh, I'll be talking about two projects which I have on display here at Superhuman. Um, one is uh, Elements and the other one Embracelet, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just come round. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what I'd just like to do is just describe a little bit about my practice. Um, I'm originally trained uh, as an architect and uh, I currently run a, a new media design practice called Z-Buffer. And uh, uh, some of the work spans both research uh, but also commercial work. Uh, so I do a lot of interactive displays and exhibits for visitor centers and museums as well. That's part of my, my commercial work. Uh, this one here is located, this project here called Serendipity is located in Melbourne at the um, Eureka Tower uh, observation deck. Uh, and this is a large scale um, six meter long interactive touch table for uh, 16 users who can simultaneously interact with the, um, the surface of the table. Um, so that's a, a little bit about on the, the sort of commercial work. Um, I'll just quickly go through this. Uh, other work is, uh, is speculative in nature. Um, this is a uh, uh, research and feasibility project supported by Arts Victoria. Uh, in collaboration with uh, three industry partners, um, Eyeglass, uh, state automation and uh, n what was nanotechnology Victoria. Um, and this project was speculatively looking at uh, the display materials, liquid crystal film, and how that might be used to create uh, a body or a new body of interactive works. Um, so this, uh, this film here is a, it's a switchable LCD uh, glass and it changes from opaque to transparent when you send an electric current through it and what I was interested here was just to um, see how I might control a number of sensors and a number of uh, sheets of this material to start build, building uh, sculptural based uh, interactive works um, so and um, so, going back a little bit into my history, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, I'm originally trained as an architect, and how I came to be working with technology, um, this, was, this is a photograph taken uh, in the early 90s, it was my first experience of uh, virtual reality, and we used uh, this technology to actually simulate some of our final year uh, projects. This was at the Technical University at Eindhoven. Uh, uh, the Netherlands, yeah, yeah. Um, so from from that experience with technology, I that was that was my path set to uh, uh, to work really with technology. And uh, in 1999, I started working at the uh, virtual virtual reality center here at RMIT. Uh, researching again architectural visualizations but also working with uh, artists um, uh, creating sort of experiential type experiences um, works that were uh, created for the uh, Melbourne Film Festival in 2001 and 2003 
um, and this is I was exploring um, both sort of abstract uh, architectural geometries uh, but also different modes of interaction as well um, so the project uh, that I've presenting here is called Elements. It's uh, part of a three-year arts and science collaboration supported by uh, the Australian Research Council and the Australia Council for the Arts Synapse Initiative. Uh, and the Synapse Initiative aims to uh, facilitate and assist artists working with scientists. Uh, and this project is a collaboration uh, with uh, Associate Professor Peter Wilson uh, from the School of Health Sciences, uh, the Department of Psychology. And while I was working at the Virtual Reality Center, we were um, approached by a, uh, by a patient who had suffered from traumatic brain injury. And she was interested to see whether anyone was doing any research in the virtual reality uh, arena uh, to see if anyone was actually working with that technology to, to assist in rehabilitation. And that started a series of conversations between myself and Peter and uh, the Australia Council to see how we might develop a, an interactive artwork that would assist and, and promote the relearning of movement for, for these patients. Um, just very briefly, traumatic brain injury is a, uh, is a form of uh, acquired brain damage. Um, and the peak incident for patients tends to be around the 15 to 24 year old, uh, <coughs> predominantly males. Um, and these can range from accidents, uh, car accidents, motorbike accidents, workplace accidents, um, where they have, um, uh, yeah, they've had a serious head trauma. Um, uh, the cost of this particular disability costs an estimated $3 billion per year to the, the health system in Australia, so it's quite, it's quite significant. Uh, and to actually treat, the, the treatment window uh, for the patients is between, uh, the optimal window is uh, six months. So we try to, uh, the therapists try to, to get in as early as they can to try and, and, and help these patients. Uh, it's the the therapy itself tends to be very repetitive uh, and, and, and labor-intensive as well. Um, so that trauma can, can lead to a number of cognitive problems, behavioral problems, uh, physical problems, of course, and emotional problems. And these all mix together to create psychosocial problems, which make the compound uh, all of these issues for the, for the patients. Um, there are a number of artists uh, and researchers who are currently looking at how interactive technology might be used um, to, to assist in the relearning of a number of uh, uh, deficits. It may be movement, it might be uh, cognition. Um, so in our discussions, we wanted to create an environment that would both motivate and engage the patient uh, and also to create a, a, a workspace uh, that would enable uh, an unencumbered form of interaction. So we didn't really want to strap sensors and devices uh, onto the patients. We just wanted to let them freely interact in a space in a, in, in a natural a setting as possible. Um, 
We wanted to be able to shape the experience, so depending on the level of their disabilities, we wanted to be able to change how, uh, how difficult or challenging the task was, but also um, to be able to change the types of feedback that the patient could get from the system as well. Um, we also wanted to be able to track what they were doing in real time so that we could actually show that to the patient at the end of their session. Uh, obviously, we wanted to make it low cost and uh, uh, ease of operation for the therapist as well. Uh, and some of the conceptual approaches that bridged the arts and the science, uh, we looked at uh, both the notion of embodiment and uh, affordance. Uh, and affordance is... Um, is a, is a term that relates to, well, as it says here, the opportunities for interaction that meaningful objects uh, provide in our immediate environment. So to give a, a quick example of that, a door handle, we know that that has an affordance where we know how to use it very quickly. Um, uh, we also wanted to have an embodied uh, form of interaction uh, which would allow... Um, uh, the nature of the interaction to be in the, uh, very much in the physically present with, with the patients. Um, uh, so we prototyped a number of um, handheld interfaces that the patient would use to, to interact with the system. Uh, we wanted to focus specifically on the upper limb movement where the patients could reach to grab, lift, slide and place. And these sorts of movements are actually quite challenging uh, for the patients. Um, we made them different shapes and different textures as well, so we wanted to try and make it as, uh, as tactile as possible. Uh, and we've embedded sensors into the objects so they might provide uh, audio or vibration or different types of feedback to, the, uh, to their hands. Um, and there are two sets of environments. Uh, one, are, one set is uh, goal-directed, so we're asking the patients to, in this example here, to lift and place the object as accurately as they can on the target when it appears, um, and we're tracking their, their movements over in that task. And then we have a series of exploratory tasks where we don't really tell the patient uh, what to expect in the environment, but we let them explore the environment uh, and to work out the relationships between uh, the, the objects and the environment and the audio and the visual feedback. So we just let them explore uh, for about five to ten minutes. Um, so we have a set of environments where they can mix sound, uh, they can draw and paint, and uh, some other abstract type environments uh, where it's purely... Um, uh, the patients creating vistas and collages. Um, uh, we've just finished uh, trials at uh, Epworth Hospital. Uh, we had 13 patients, um, and we've been evaluating their their progress both prior to using this system and after. And uh, I'm pleased to say that we we recorded significant results where we were able to measure over a six-week period um, improvements both in their, um, their uh, coordination but also their um, uh, speed and accuracy and strength as well. So um, and the, we also evaluated their experience of using the system um, and yeah we, we got some really great feedback from them. They had a very positive, they were engaged um, 
So that work is uh, displayed on the screen there. That just describes the, the work in a little bit more detail. It also, um, uh, there's also an interview with one of our patients. Um, so I can let you, I'll let you have a look at that um, in your own time. Um, the second piece is called uh, Embracelet. And the idea was to create a, a wearable device um, by which, uh, the, uh, again, in this looking at rehabilitation type wearables um, and looking at grip strength for, for, uh, for patients. So I conceptualized how, um, how uh, a rehabilitation device might, you know, might look and, and function um, and these are some uh, photographs. Uh, the workshop was supported by ANAT uh, at the Australian National University um, uh, in 2007. And these are various shots from the workshop. Um, uh, I worked with uh, artist uh, Catherine Truman, who has, a, who has some experience in, in jewellery making, but also in sculpture. Uh, um, among many other things, and um, so the the work itself is a is, is a bracelet which you wear and you hold an object and as you um, grip the object, uh, the number of lights on the bracelet light up corresponding to your own uh, grip strength. Um, so this is the the bracelet project here. Um, so it's a hand stirrup that you would effectively put over your your hand and tighten, and then with the other object, um, grip, practice the grip strength. A lot of our patients, um, a lot of the patients we've dealt with uh, have very poor um, motor skills in their uh, in their hands, and they tend to either over grip, under grip. They don't have any. Sometimes they don't have any sensations in their hand either. So to, to be able to provide visual feedback uh, is one method that I've employed here to be able to provide that that sensation of what they're actually doing. Um, and just another another video of it in action. <laughs> so yeah, if there's any there any, any questions. Sorry, <laughs> no, I just want to know how much um, users are not often involved in the development of something like this. Were they actually feeding back to you, and how much, and what was the process on that level? Um, not so much for Embracelet. The, um, the, this was created in a, a very intense work, three-week workshop, um, and literally this device was prototyped in five days, so we really didn't have the time to do any field testing. Um, we did actually show this device to a couple of patients, and they were very interested to play with it, um, but it's, it's really not at a level that, that they, could, they could use it, really. It was more of a conceptual piece. Um, with the element system, we did a number of, of tests for the patients, um, and we, we developed uh, s several feedback forms where they could grade the level of difficulty, ease of use, enjoyment, a whole range of attributes that we wanted to get some feedback to see if we could improve the system. Um, and as we were progressing, we sort of fine-tuned 
uh, certain parts of the project. Yeah. So yeah, getting the feedback from the patients is is critical um, in this sort of process. Jonathan, both these works engage with aesthetics and involve questions and decisions on your part about aesthetics but I'd be interested to hear a bit more as to why you're drawn to call them artworks and why you choose to display them in a gallery or are other people coming to you and saying we would like to see these works displayed in a gallery because it occurs to me you could be making the same choices and have the same practice and not feel a desire to show these works in a gallery um that's very true. <laughs> um, a lot of my work does tend to sort of straddle that fine line between, I think, design and, and art. And it really, um, I guess it's in the eye of the beholder as to, as to where, they, where they actually sit. And, yes, it's, it's, it's a, a challenge. Do you need to show them in a gallery? Or are people coming to you and saying, may we incorporate them into exhibitions? Um, that, that's what's happened in this instance. Um, uh, I mean, I do, I do view them, I think, as, as artworks, but they're for a very specific and targeted audience um, in, in, in rehabilitation. So it's how you might actually make... They're user-orientated. They're not gallery-orientated works. Um, so, yeah, it's a challenge to sort of know where, where, the, where they, these works actually sit, really. Because it mm. occurs to me they would be more vivid in a clinical sitting, mm. setting if yes. we, for example, could actually touch this one yes. and have a go ourselves. Yeah. 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 So I've got a question too. My question probably follows on from that one and from a research point of view is the success of the project considered from a clinical sort of therapeutic outcome point of view or is it from the aesthetic point of view if it's both how do you mediate those two tensions and you know contested sets of businesses that often I would imagine would collide at times yes um D developing the element system uh, was challenging because it had to be an artwork that was both practical and measurable. Um, and I, I'd never made a, a piece that needed to be measured in, in a, such a scientific and, and rigorous way. And yeah, that did present a number of challenges because, and also a number of restrictions, a restraint on how far you could take some of the, 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 the works. Um, uh, but it was uh, also, um, uh, I think, a very positive um, uh, challenge for both the sciences and the arts to see where they actually met, where they came together. Um, and, and with the element system, the, the preoccupation was this is going to be used on patients. We want to be able to uh, in, improve their, their motor functions, uh, we, you know, what part is the artwork? So, um, so it, it, it was an interesting uh, challenge. I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer it really. Like, but um, so, is there a process for evaluating you know, how it went? Well, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm also wondering how the in the aesthetic side of yeah, things. Um, 
to have been pushing around Bart Simpson rather than, you know, a beautiful thing like that. Yes, because yeah. It's a game, game yeah. Um, connection there. Yeah, it could have been very sort of uh, literal where you might have had cartoon characters or, or something like that. And interestingly, we, we've trialled this at Guy's and St Thomas Hospital in London, uh, the children's hospital, and there was a temptation by the occupational therapist to change it to cartoon type aesthetic, uh, character aesthetics. Um, but we we insisted that we keep it as neutral, as neutral, as, to have no reference, referential material in, in the interaction. And uh, it turned out that the uh, the kids actually were you know really enjoyed the aesthetics of 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 the of the work. But um, um, but yeah, in terms of we, we did actually question the we 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 created a questionnaire for the patients to fill out. Uh, about how they responded to the artworks and did they figure out what was going on and did they enjoy it and, and was it useful and um, did they, yeah, I, I just a range of, of questions that, that we got from them, yeah.